0: Hello and welcome to the Life Tools Podcast. In school, we learned history and algebra, foreign languages and chemistry, but nobody taught us tools for life. How do we deal with self-doubt? What are beliefs and how do they influence us? How do we find ourselves when we feel lost? And how do we make a healthy decision? Many people learn these things much later in life, after 3, 4, even 5 decades of existence, and often the hard way. For a few, like myself, I had to learn them very early. I created this podcast to share with you the tools that have helped me greatly in my own life. They're small actions anybody can take that bring big results over time. Let's get to it. Hello, dear listeners. I hope you all had a great Easter weekend. After a crazy busy week, I spent most of my Saturday in bed reading, which if you ask me, is my definition of heaven. Anyway, this week we are talking about expectations and how we meet them. To start with, let's imagine two scenarios. Scenario 1. You've been eating a lot of junk lately. You can feel it and see it. You feel sluggish most days, you start panting going up a flight of stairs, and you need to hold your stomach in to be able to button up your jeans. You miss waking up full of energy, you want to lose a few pounds and tone up a little. Nobody's been telling you you look fat though. It's just a few pounds difference from your previous weight, it's not that obvious, but you feel heavy and you don't like it. So you resolve to replace the processed foods you've been eating with whole foods and to exercise 20 minutes a day. Scenario 2 You're a university student and your professor assigned to everyone a 500-word essay to be submitted next week. You're pretty lukewarm about this class, you don't necessarily think it's very useful for real life and quite honestly, you find the topic boring. Going through these two scenarios in your head, which task do you see yourself accomplishing? Is it only the first, only the second, both or none? According to your answer, you fall into one of the four tendencies. The Four Tendencies is a theory by Gretchen Rubin about how people meet inner expectations and outer expectations. Scenario 1 presents us with an example of an inner expectation. You want to lose weight and get fitter. It's what you want for yourself. Nobody is imposing this on you. Other examples could be you want to write a book or learn to draw or do yoga three times a week, etc. An outer expectation, on the other hand, is an expectation from an outside person or a task someone else imposes on you. Like in scenario two, it's your professor who expects you to be handing in your essay next week. Other examples would be a work deadline or a friend asking you to do something, maybe your parents requiring you to get straight A's, or your fitness coach pushing you to do 25 push-ups instead of 20. If you see yourself in Scenario 1 likely having a hard time, losing weight, and getting fit because it's just you and yourself with nobody there to push you, but Scenario 2 is not a problem, you will turn in the essay because you know your professor is expecting it, then you are what is called an obliger. An obliger is someone who easily meets outer expectations but has a hard time with inner expectations. They're far more likely to keep the promises they've made to other people than the promises they have made to themselves. You could say that this type has a bit of a people-pleasing streak. On the flip side, we could also say that this person is very reliable. We can trust that they're not going to miss the deadline and they will get the job done. If for both scenarios you thought, oh yeah, no problem, I can lose the weight and I can turn in the essay that's expected, even though I don't find the class or the topic very interesting, then you are an upholder. An upholder meets both inner expectations and outer expectations. Once an upholder resolves to do something, they will do it. And if someone else needs them to do something, they get that done too. One might think this is the perfect tendency, but the downside is that you could get overwhelmed easily. If you're a fan of Harry Potter, one of the examples Gretchen Rubin gives is Hermione Granger. She is the classic upholder. No wonder throughout the book she's busy. If you said yes to the first scenario but no to the second, then you are a questioner. A questioner is someone who meets only inner expectations, and if there's an outer expectation, it has to be turned into an inner expectation for them to do it. I can speak about this because I am this type. I am motivated by standards I set for myself. I will do something only if it makes sense to me. In the second scenario, I will either not turn in the essay because I feel it's useless and uninteresting and doesn't make sense, Or, if I want to motivate myself to do it, then the only way is to find an element in the task that can serve as my internal motivation. For example, I could tell myself, well, the topic in itself is not very interesting, but I can see that if I write this essay, I will be honing my skill in organizing my ideas. And this skill I could use for plenty of things in the future. Now it makes sense to me, and so I will do it. The fourth and last one is the rebel. Gretchen says that this comprises only a very small part of the population. The rebel meets neither inner expectations nor outer expectations. They want to do things their own way at their own time. They will exercise when they feel like exercising, not because they put it on their calendar yesterday or because their yoga teacher is expecting them to show up. Rebels are motivated by the idea of freedom and choice in the present moment. They want to feel that they are doing something because they chose to do it, that it is what they want to do now. They also like challenging expectations. If you tell them, for example, that they're never going to be able to do 25 push-ups, they're going to delight in proving you wrong. The reason I'm talking about the four tendencies is because this additional knowledge about ourselves and other people can be really useful when there is an aim we want to achieve, a habit we want to change, or a promise we want to keep. If we know we are primarily an obliger, we know that the best way to get something done is to have an accountability partner. If we are a rebel, we know that we have to work through our own resistance. The example that Gretchen gives is if you want to go running or develop the habit of running, you have to rev up your motivation right now, in the moment. You think of how good it feels when your legs are moving, you imagine the sound of the wind in your ears, you tell yourself, this is my opportunity to listen to my favorite songs or maybe that's a podcast or an audiobook. Once you get that motivation revved up, you're gonna have no trouble putting on your running shoes and stepping out the door. As a questioner, I know that I have to find meaning in what I'm doing, otherwise I'm not gonna do it. Arbitrary rules are my enemy and I will not do anything just because someone else said so. Knowing the four tendencies also helps us understand other people and not take it personally when they don't meet our expectations. If we are head of our team or work in HR, or if we are a mom or a teacher, we'll know to frame our expectations to each person's tendency. If you have an obliger in front of you, you know you can say the request as it is. But with a questioner, you have to give the why behind the task and connect it to the why of the person. If you have a rebel, you can give them the information, the consequences, and the choices that they have, and then leave them to make the choice. We can look at it this way. By working with a person's natural tendency, we are respecting the fact that different people are motivated by different things. We are going with the flow of a person's personality instead of against it. The rebel is motivated by freedom and choice, the questioner by logic and meaning, the obliger by harmony with other people, and the upholder by harmony both with themselves and others. There's an inclination for us humans to judge, to always label one thing better than another, or to say that this perspective, this way of doing things, is the right way. But there is no tendency that is better or worse than the others. They all have their upsides and downsides, and society needs all these four types. What tendency are you? If you're not sure and you're curious to know, you can google four tendencies test Gretchen Rubin. That's G-R-E-T-C-H-E-N-R-U-B-I-N. Knowing your type will help you devise a strategy next time there is a goal you want to achieve. Knowing other people's type will also let you know why they do or don't do things. That's it for this week. If you found this helpful, the two best ways to support this podcast is to number 1. Leave it a 5-star review on Apple Podcasts so that other people can discover it. And number two, share it with your network so that it's available to those who might find it beneficial. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Bye.